Does this Stars defensive group have what it takes to reach the ultimate goal? And why is it essential they take pressure off their netminders, specifically Otter? That's next on Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer of 105.3 The Fan and the play-by-play voice of the Chippewa Steel. It's a pleasure to be with you. Make sure you go ahead and hit subscribe. That way you never miss an episode of Locked On Stars. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Uh, I know the Stars did a big preseason win yesterday against the Arizona Coyotes. And of course, you never want to take too much out of a preseason game, but a seven to nothing dominating win uh, is never a bad thing. That's for sure. Logan Stankoven scored a goal. Thomas Harley did. It looked like quite a, a bit of guys chipped in. Uh, and unfortunately, you could not watch it. It really could not find it anywhere unless you were at the HEB Center. But uh, it seemed like a, a wonderful game and a contest that the Stars pretty much dominated in uh, all three periods. So uh, good news there uh, as Texas hockey is officially back, baby. So I wanted to go ahead and finish up uh, the previews of the defensive pairings and maybe some of the others that may be in and out of the lineup. Uh, throughout the season, uh, go over some of Pete DeBoer's kind of defensive system, what the official pairings we think are going to look like on opening nights, and kind of dive into that and uh, wrap up our previews here for uh, the 2023-24 season. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Uh, it was a long one, but uh, I'm doing all right. That's for sure. Excited to be back for another week of Locked On Stars. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, jump right into it. Um, the last two guys I wanted to touch on was Yanni Hockenpah and Niels Lundqvist. We may have to nudge some people back because it's a jam-packed episode today. I'm going to try to get into it all, so we might have to rearrange some things, but uh, we're going to do our best. Let's start with Hockenpah. So 31 years old. He had 16 points, which was a career high last season. He played in all 82, uh, and he's entering the final year of his contract. So it's a a big year for Hockenbach, to say the least, because, you know, I, I don't know if this is going to be a guy that's going to be around for next year, just with the depth they kind of have in the AHL and uh, some guys that they probably want to look at in free agency and, you know, who knows, even at the deadline coming up, because uh, we, we've seen it in recent years. If this team has a chance General Manager Jim Neal is going to make a move. And last year, they went with Domi and Dodonov. They did not touch up the defensive group. Uh, and, and maybe this year, that's what uh, Jim Neal wants to go to. So we'll see. My thoughts on Hawk and Paul. I, I love his size, of course. Uh, I think that's essential, and you need a little bit of that because uh, I think the Stars uh, probably don't, feature enough size than other defensive groups in the NHL. And I think you need some of those big guys that can muck it up in the corners and get into battles. And I, I know Hockenpah 
is not your fleet-footed defenseman and the ability to move the puck and skate effortlessly. That's just not his game, but I, I think he's an okay penalty killer. I don't think he's great, but he provides some size. Uh, he can block shots when need to be. Um, and I think with them now finally eliminating this Hockenpah and Lindell pairing, uh, he may be featured in a better light with a more mobile guy like Thomas Harley, which we're expecting here to be his partner on opening night, or at least for the upcoming year. And, you know, going back and re-watching some of the playoff games and just taking a look at some of the challenges that the Stars were having, they got torched off the rush, especially against the Kraken and Vegas, who, of course, have so much speed and can, you know, make plays on the run. And they got in, and especially that Hockenpah and Lindell group really struggled off the rush where they would get beat wide or uh, there'd be a man that's unmarked and then they get a great A chance on Ottinger. And some of that's not always on them. Look, uh, the Fords have a big responsibility in the defensive zone. Sometimes that can be a problem way up the ice where you're turning the puck over the opposing blue line. And then you got numbers coming the other way for the opposed, uh, for the opposing team. But that was something they really, really struggled with. And I think will be somewhat more eliminated by putting Hockenpah and Lindell with the more mobile defenseman like your Thomas Harley or, or Niels Lundqvist. So, uh, but I, I think he's essential to have just because he does provide that size element and the stars don't really have that. And, you know, he's physical and uh, I, I think he can cause a lot of issues for the opposition. And I'm excited to see what he looks like with a guy like Harley, because we really have not seen him with someone uh, of Harley's skill or potential since he's been with the stars, right? The last few seasons, he's pretty much been paired with Lundell, you know, night in and night out. So I, I think that'll do him some good. Uh, and uh, I would expect him to have a, a pretty nice season. I think with playing with Harley as well, you'll probably see a tick up in the offensive production. Uh, but more importantly for a guy like him, it's all about breakouts and getting out of your own zone. He is one of the few righties on this team too, which makes him very important because uh, you want to try to pair him with a guy like Harley, which is probably perfect because he's lefty. So it allows Harley to play on his right side. Uh, and that's one of the issues we've seen with Miro and Ryan Suter a little bit. Of course, Miro is just so world-class. It really doesn't matter what side he plays on. But uh, if Pete DeBoer had his way, he would like to have Miro on his right side, right? On the left side. And we saw that, I believe, at the beginning of last year where they tried him with Miller uh, a few times. It really never worked out. But uh, having guys like Hockenpah and Lundqvist that are both righties. You can pair them with that left-handed defenseman, which they are littered with throughout this group. And, you know, that's important for breakouts. You're not on your backhand as much when you're in your own zone. Uh, and it will lead to, uh, you know, better outlet passes and less 50-50 battles and certain things like that, which is important because it's all about puck possession. Uh, it, and kind of this Pete DeBoer system, which we'll touch on at the end of today's episode um, as well. So Niels Lundqvist, he had 16 points in 60 games last season uh, as we kind of segue into Niels. And 
I really like him. I really do. I think he's, I think he has shown a lot of potential and he showed those flashes right last year where, Ooh, that was a, a very nice play. He has the, uh, the offensive upside. And I know Pete DeBoer touched on it at the beginning of training camp that guys with a more offensive mentality take a little bit longer to understand how to play defense in the NHL. Uh, Miro had a little bit of of that. Thomas Harley especially needed a little bit uh, of guiding uh, into the league, right? Because Harley was the person, too, that thought he was ready to play in the NHL last year, maybe even the year prior. But they, they let him develop in the NH or the AHL, excuse me. And then he comes back and you're like, whoa, this this is a completely different player. And, you know, Neil's touched on it, too, where he, he needed to be stronger and try to find more consistency. That was kind of the the theme of his uh, little spiel to the media before training camp was, it was about finding more consistency. That way he can contribute uh, on an everyday basis, if he gets that opportunity, which it looks like the coaching staff is going to give him that opportunity. You know, his his leash was a bit tight last year. But if you're Pete DeBoer, you had a lot of veterans. You had a guy like Hanley in the, in the rafters most nights that, you know, 30 years old, but he was able to get the job done when he came into the lineup. And let's face it, coaching staffs are usually – going to show more grace to uh, a veteran than Niels Lundqvist. And I understand uh, as a fan too, it's frustrating because look, we gave up a first round pick for this guy and Jim Neal does not do that all the time <laughs> to say the least. And he gave up a first round pick. You wanted to play and have an impact, especially when you're looking at other guys that weren't having much success, but uh, you know, he's still so young. He hasn't even played a full season worth of games here at the NHL level. He's just gotten a taste of it. And uh, I think if we give him some time, he's going to turn out to be a wonderful, wonderful, uh, a wonderful player for the Dallas Stars. And it looks like he came back stronger. That's kind of the news. Uh, and he he talked about how he wanted to work on being more conditioned, more fresh. That way he can contribute with more consistency. Uh, and if we get that, uh, I think that's going to be huge to this group. It just That's just another piece to the puzzle. And it looks like, Pete DeBoer is not worried about it. He, he, he's mentioned it multiple times. He's not worried about it. And, I, you know, I think as a fan base, we have been just because we want guys like him to play because he does bring that element that certain guys like Hockey Pond Lindell don't have. And that's just very, very exhilarating for us to watch and, and, and have another piece like a Harley. I don't think he has the um, offensive potential of a Thomas Harley and, not a Miro Haskinen, but, uh, you know, you'll take it where you can get it on this back end. And especially uh, with Pete DeBoer, he wants his offense and the, his defensive, uh, you know, pairings to be up and jo join the rush, be a part of the offense. Uh, that's usually kind of a staple and a characteristic of his offense is, is defensemen score a lot of points. They get a lot of opportunities. And I think that Niels could be, a great, great addition to that. Alrighty, that'll wrap up some of your last season previews with Hawk and Paul Lundquist. We'll do uh, a little bit more here coming up in just a moment. We'll do Joel Hanley and some of the like odd man out situations and who may be rotating in and out of the lineup depending on scratches and injuries uh, and certain things like that. So up next, uh, we'll we'll touch on that some more. Joel Hanley and maybe even some of the 
others that may be starting in the AHL or be kind of bouncing up and down. And we'll do that in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get the Jace case. You can get $20 off on life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code Locked On. You can go to the checkout on jacemedical.com. Use the code Locked On for $20 off. That is J-A-S-E-Medical.com. All righty, time to uh, really wrap up some uh, previews on your defensive group for this 2023-24 season. Always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for so much of uh, the love, the support that you have given me. I love reading your comments uh, on YouTube and getting to interact with y'all. Let's continue to build this community. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button, put the notifications on, never miss an episode of Locked on Stars. We are close to 2,000 subscribers. Can you believe that? Go, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Let's continue to grow uh, and have some fun along the way. Uh, also, some fun news. A crossover episode coming up with myself and Locked on Wild. So Seth Topol uh, reached out to me and uh, he was like, hey, let's we should do one. You know, you're new. Uh, and we have somewhat of a connection. So I, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but I went to school at St. Cloud State University, so big hockey school up in Minnesota. He did as well, so we have a little bit of that connection, uh, big Huskies, so uh, we figured no better time, especially with the Stars and Wild and how much attention that those two teams have gotten over the past few seasons, so hey, we have the advantage, not a big deal, so Texas hockey, baby. <laughs> all righty so yeah make sure to keep an eye out for that for tomorrow uh very very excited to do that and uh, we'll preview a little bit more about the stars and the wild and uh, we'll see how the central division shakes up just a touch okay uh, i wanted to touch a little bit on uh joel handling i think he deserves it the 32 year old because he had a phenomenal playoff run last year i i you know joel handley is a guy that He's never going to jump off the television to you, but uh, he he probably had the toughest job on this team last year where he was sitting for eight to 10 games a season, not a season, eight to 10 games a night, I should say, or in a row. And then he had to jump in and have to play a game and adjust to the speed. And, you know, you can practice all you run, uh, all you want, but it's very different to that game speed. Right. And, you know, he would jump right in there and he just never missed a beat. Uh, and, I, I, you know, you, you got to respect guys like that who got the job done. And the next thing you know, he became kind of the uh, the safety valve for Thomas Harley. That was a pair that was featured quite a bit throughout the playoffs last season. And with Connor Miller, not, I guess, rising to expectations like the staff was hoping uh, Hanley had to. Uh, you know, kind of fill a void and play with Harley. And I think he was great. He only had two points in the 26 games. Uh, you have him on contract for the next two years. Look, he's cheap. He's available. And he's kind of that like zero sum player, right? He's not always going to 
score you a bunch of goals, a bunch of offensive outbursts, but he's not going to give up a lot either. And that was what was so, uh, I guess, perfect about him and Harley was they weren't giving up much, which you couldn't say for other groups. Hawk and Paul Lindell, cough, cough. And, uh, you know, and they, they played very solid together. And who knows with how the season's going to shape up too, right? Like, we have this idea of who the pairings are going to be. But look, this is the National Hockey League. There's going to be injuries. There's ebbs and flows of people's play. Uh, who knows what some guys are going to look like this season. Maybe Hanley and Harley reconnect, and then Hanley's kind of your uh, your everyday defenseman. Right now, it looks like he's going to be the odd man out. They have a lot of depth. You know, they went out and they signed some guys like Gavin Bayreuther, who was, of course, you know, in the Stars system for a while. He went and played a year with Columbus. He is back, and, you know, he could be a guy that's kind of jumping up and down between the AHL. Uh, Jordy Ben signed a, a one-year deal. Big assist yesterday in the playoff game. <laughs> or not the playoff game, the preseason game. Uh, if I have to say Jordy Ben, a big assist in a playoff game things may have gone horrendously bad and this stars difference no offense to him okay you know i love jordy and i love the the bin and bin connection but we can be somewhat honest about that uh you have alexander petrovich uh, i believe he he resigned for a couple years he, he was in the ahl for a few seasons with texas at 62 points last year and he's also a righty he's also a righty so that's never a bad thing and and you know, listening to some of the comments that Pete DeBoer made too, he he also mentioned there's probably going to be two or three at least NHL ready type players that are going to be up front, uh, and probably at least a couple more uh, on defense starting the season because of numbers and the cap situation, and of course they don't have a ton of cap flexibility, and you know there's always the, the maneuvers and that's just life today in the NHL. Uh, you remember that COVID season? It was like you had to send somebody up and down every single day because they had to meet the number and it was just chaos, but that's just the, the way life is uh, in, in today's NHL with the cap situation. So uh, I love to have a guy like Hanley. Um, and I, I think if you had to play him every day, you're not going to see a, a ton of issues. Um, and I've said a lot about some of these guys that are available. They don't get banged up very much uh, and they make the simple play. Hanley understands his role. He understands his ability and uh, he usually gets the job done more often than not. And sometimes that's all you can ask for in a guy. And I think uh, Pete DeBoer has trust in him, which is probably more important. Uh, they have a lot of trust and uh, he understands the system, obviously. And now we're going to be in year two of Pete DeBoer. Uh, and I don't think that's going to be an issue. So, I think a, a lot of exciting things to come from Joel Hanley, uh, who may be the odd man out. And you, you got to be excited for a guy like Leon Bischel as well, uh, who was the Stars' first-round pick in, in 2022, 18th overall, just like Thomas Harley. And he's big, 6'5", and looks to be a little bit more offensively inclined than a guy like Hockenpah. Uh, That's a guy who, who knows, maybe he'll get some touch. He's only 19. Maybe he has an opportunity to to work in and play some uh, NHL games this season. You know, injuries happen. Like, it's next man up mentality. No one's going to feel sorry for you. And you got to be ready with guys. And uh, I think for the first time, too, in a while, the Stars, 
do feel very comfortable with the depth they have. Is it the defensive core that can really get this done? Because what I'm always thinking of is you got to think of your Vegases. You got to think of the Tampa Bay Lightning teams. Like that's the type a defensive play you have to have night in and night out to get the job done to reach the ultimate goal. And is this the group to do that? Can they win it? Of course they can. Look, on any given night, this team uh, can, can, can win a game and the whole team, the whole roster as a whole can certainly win. But you got to play to that extra level, right? And they just could not get to that level against a Vegas team that was very deep and they really struggled to defend with tons of speed, right? Because they were a little bit slower on the back end. Let's be honest. They're a little bit older with your suitors and, you know, Hawk and Pot and Lindell are now into their early thirties. They're not going to get any faster. And those are the teams you're going to have to compete with the, the LA Kings of the world and the Edmonton Oilers, the avalanche, like speed, 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 speed. You got to be able to defend that. Uh, Cause that's just the nature of today's game. And those are the type of teams you're going to be seeing deep in the playoffs. And they were a little bit overwhelmed, even against the Kraken. And they squeaked out of that series, uh, and they weren't able to get out of Vegas, of course, as we know. But those are the type of teams I'm thinking about when, hey, you, you got to compete with these guys if you want to reach your ultimate goal. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Let, let me know. You think this is a, a better group than last season, especially with Lundqvist coming in and having uh, maybe – Finds a little bit more consistency, a little bit bigger. Uh, you break up the Hawk and Paul Lindell pairing. How's that all going to play out? Uh, you know, I think it's a lot of intrigue, and uh, it'll be a fun opening night. And uh, it'll be especially fun to, uh, you know, just get get hockey back in and rolling. I know everybody's stoked. Uh, big preseason finally yesterday. Seven nothing against Arizona. And look, I understand it, it wasn't your. Uh, your most likely lineup for Arizona because they had the split squad situation going on since they had a group playing in Australia. Pretty wild times they have. <laughs> they had a bunch of split squad guys, and I because I thought the same thing. Uh, I kept you know looking at the schedule. I'm like, aren't they playing in Australia? Because they played the first game I think of the preseason against LA. Anyways, completely weird and irrelevant point, but. Uh, yeah, dominating win against Arizona. I don't think anybody thought it was going to be uh, any other way. Okay, let's go ahead and wrap up today's episode. Let's talk a little bit about the pairings, give our official preview, our official predictions of the pairings, because we, we kind of already know, let's be honest. It's not that huge of a prediction, but something I can say I was right on, right? <laughs> and uh, take a little bit more of a look into the defensive system for, um, for Pete DeBoer uh, and, and the Dallas Stars as well. And uh, we'll go ahead and do that in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, first off, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and all that good stuff. I know all you Stars fans, you're probably watching those pesky Dallas Cowboys that just can never seem to get over the hump, okay? Uh, I've never seen success for the Dallas Cowboys as well. Look, I was born uh, at the back end of the 90s in 99 when the Stars were beginning their terror on the Western Conference, but we know those Cowboys can never seem to get over the hump, but maybe if you throw some money on them, who knows? Probably not. Look, 
Okay, that's just uh, how the, the Cowboys go. But go ahead, get that FanDuel app and uh, go ahead and get to betting uh, and uh, get those Cowboys some extra motivation, right? Like if, if they need any more, give them some extra uh, motivation, sprinkle a little bit of money on them. So Venice, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Let's wrap things up here on Monday, September 25th. Man, September has flown by. Hasn't it for you guys? I mean, holy cow. It's like we're already we're already here. <laughs> October's right around the corner. Uh, opening night, October 12th against the St. Louis Blues. Can't wait for that Central Division matchup. And as I mentioned earlier, make sure to stay tuned for tomorrow. Big crossover with Locked On Wild. Seth Topol excited to uh, have my first crossover, and uh, let's uh, let's let's try to maybe dig into the the Minnesota Wild failures over the last few years. All the first round exits, am I right? Let's uh, maybe not. I need to have some friends uh, <laughs> on the uh, Locked On Podcast Network, but uh, we'll have some fun tomorrow. So make sure to stay tuned. Uh, for that as well. Okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about the pairings, uh, who we're expecting to see here uh, for the Stars. And we'll, we'll start right away. Miro Haskin and Ryan Suter. Uh, they were the leaders on time on ice uh, last season. And from what it looks like, are going to be your power play quarterbacks. Of course, Miro on the top unit. I've said it. I, I don't want to see Ryan Suter on the second power play unit. Um, I'll be honest. I don't think I have much pull. And, uh, and leverage uh, in order to persuade them not to do that. And supposedly he's been practicing there a bit in training camp. Uh, so we may have to hold on for that one, guys. Okay, maybe maybe we'll have to wait. Uh, but let's, let's try Thomas Harley. Why not? I think he would be excellent. An excellent role for him. Um, look, uh, and then we're, we're, we're most likely going to see Harley and Hockenpah. I thought you're maybe going to see Harley and Lindell, but it looks like they want to pair Harley and Hockenpah, which I understand too, because uh, that allows you to have each guy play on the right side, right? With Thomas being lefty and Hockenpah being uh, the, the righty, uh, the very elusive righties in, in this lineup. So I think that's going to be a, a really fun pairing. And, and who knows, they may end up really kind of becoming your your second pair defensively behind Miro and, and Suter because they do look like they're going to have a nice balance of that size and with Harley and his ability to skate and jump up in the rush uh, it could be a match made in heaven which uh, we're all hoping it, it will be and then uh, to finish out kind of your six Niels Lundqvist and uh, Essa Lindell uh, it'll be kind of interesting to see them you got the Finn and the Swede maybe it's a perfect pairing because Lindell used to play with Klingberg all all those years so a little Scandinavian uh to pairing to to uh lock it up on the back end and uh hopefully get Niels to come back be a little bit more uh consistent as you mentioned supposedly bigger which is going to help with battles and and all that sort of thing, right? That that comes with being a little bit stronger and a little bit more experience. Um and then we all know about Lundell and hopefully he can have a bounce back season. And, uh, and once again, I've mentioned it a thousand times, but being away from hawk and pop, maybe it lo- makes him a little bit more effective now where uh, he can take control of his defensive zone. You know, he's a stay at home defenseman, uh, which he did struggle a bit last season in that, uh, but pairing with a guy like Niels, who's a little bit more mobile, uh, maybe that helps and uh, allows them to get out of the zone quicker 
and you're not playing as much in your defensive zone because that's the goal <laughs> at the end of the day. And it looks like your odd man out is probably going to be Joel Hanley. And of course, could be some guys going up and down like the Bayreuth or Petrovich. And even mentioned Leon Bischel, who's young and certain things like that. But uh, the reason I wanted to talk uh, a bit on the system before we get out of here is because um, from what it looks like, I think this group and the pairings are going to be a little bit more suitable and tailorable to this system for Pete DeBoer, right? Where, uh, you know, the, the emphasis is on puck possession, right? Having the puck. And he takes big pride on having guys that can win face-offs because uh, if you're playing with the puck, you can force the issue. And it's all about getting out of your own zone quickly, getting the puck up in the play to your wingers, and then you can get through neutralized. That was one of the big changes we saw, especially offensively where it was a little less dump and chase, right? Uh, you know, carrying onto the puck through the neutralized, carrying into the offensive zone because you have so many playmakers and making plays from there. They're one of the best teams off the rush all of last season. And it's kind of the same, you know, name for, for the Stars defensive groups where it's, you know, less 50-50 battles, right? Less just horsing it around the, the, the end wall, right? Less of the rims and having those battles, uh, you know, if you have possession, then you're able to control and make that play. And that's why I say, uh, or I've kind of mentioned, it's important that you kind of have guys being able to play on the right side because that'll help with possession. You're not on your backhand as much, and you have the ability to to make a firm, hard pass out to your outlets And because it does revolve uh, around puck possession and uh, not allowing the other team to to dictate the play so to speak and and of course the fords have a you know a big help with that too right and look you, you got to limit the odd man rushes but you know i understand we're all humans these are humans that are playing this spectacular game there's going to be mistakes and there's going to be blown coverages and that's going to be that's going to happen but if they're able to just take a, a skosh or a bit down of those grade A chances that we saw last year, you're going to do huge for your net miners, especially like Ottinger, because uh, there was times at last season where you're relying too much on him, right? You know, it's great to have that safety valve, right? Where you can just not even play defense sometimes, and you always have that guy like Ottinger in the between the pipes, and he can make that stop for you. But the reason I say it's really important for the, to take the pressure off is because Last year, I think it mentally took a toll on Jake Ottinger, right? It was his first full season in the NHL. They had to play him a ton more than they wanted to. Granted, those were circumstances out of their control with Wedgwood being out and Matt Murray just not ready to play at this level. And you had to play him a lot more than you wanted to. And then, of course, you're going to play him every playoff game. And as the season and the series went along and the games did, it looked like it was harder for Otter to make that stop, right? And of course, he delivered sometimes. And but the more you can do to limit those great chances and not have Otter have to be sprawling and being almost spectacular every night, which they did better at last year, I will give them that because uh, we got accustomed to that in previous years where the Ben Bishops and the Anton Dobins were. Uh, I mean, literally had to be lights out to win a hockey game. And you didn't have to be as much lights out because this offense was able to, uh, you know, score in bunches at some points throughout last season. So uh, very, very important that 
the more pressure they can take off guys like Andre, he's going to be more fresh uh, because I'm always thinking playoff time. Look, I know that's like eight months away, but I'm always thinking, and that's always the question looming. Are we good enough to get to this level? Are we good enough to, to make this jump, right? We've seen it. They can get to the Western conference finals. Um, it, it's, it's a different ball game to get to that next level. And because we're, we're playing for Stanley cups now, right? I, I know it's kind of a weird mentality shift. Cause we're all, oh, let's just get in. Right. You, you know, we may be a wild card, but we get in, we're going to be tough out. And, and, uh, I think it's a, a great, great thing to be in this expectation of we're, we're going to get in and we're going to do some damage, right? Like we expect to win two series and, uh, uh, that'll be, that'll be a, a, a thrilling ride to, to be a part of and excited for the, uh, roller coaster to come. Okay. That's going to wrap up today's Locked On Stars podcast. I know we kind of went everywhere. Uh, I feel like I was rambling, but uh, I kind of wanted to wrap up, put a nice little bow on the uh, defensive group, finish up the previews, and we'll kind of start getting into uh, now some of the forwards, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll go into some of the uh, uh, highly anticipated seasons for guys like Jason Robertson again. Can he uh, build off a 109-point season? Rope Hintz, the most underrated player in the NHL. We can say it. And uh, Matt Duchesne, of course, who's uh, who's now entered into the lineup. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys to get into, and uh, probably the most forward depth the Stars have had in forever, as well. Okay, that's going to wrap up today's Locked On Stars podcast. Thank you guys so much for all your love and support. So glad to be a part of this community. Let's have a wonderful, wonderful week. Please go ahead, hit me up on Twitter, X, wherever they're calling that thing, Joey the Jet nineteen. Got some of my work on there as uh, well. You can take a listen to some of my calls. We had a Thrilling, thrilling OT win wraparound on Saturday night. Pretty crazy, crazy game. But uh, we got out of there with the win for the Chippewa Steel. So very, very excited. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, have a wonderful week. We'll see you tomorrow. Make sure to check in tomorrow. we got a crossover with Locked on Wild. So that'll do it for today. And for now, so long, Stars fans.